In this time of crisis, the most important thing we can do is to place blame. That's how a lot of Americans are coping with this dreadful summer. Nothing is going right, and somebody has to be blamed for it. Last Thursday, our friends from the NCAA, who have for most of a century prided itself on inflexibility, lived the life of a non-benevolent dictator and governed through fear and intimidation, emerged from what amounted to a self-imposed witness protection program thanks to COVID-19. After declaring last spring all sports events everywhere to cease and desist in a span of 24 hours, throwing thousands of athletes and staff and millions of us into chaos, these folks retreated into silence. And then again, they've always been a little quirky. The NCAA perpetrated the sham of amateurism, played footsie with the biggest lawbreakers while punishing the small fish with banner headlines about getting tough on cheaters, wantonly flaunted their distaste for the Sherman Antitrust Act, fostered academic bankruptcy, collected billions from the basketball tournament, thus ensuring a small cadre of executives got rich while stripping the athletes of virtually any right to commerce before, during, or after their playing days. Then given the opportunity to exercise a landmark dose of leadership, creating and executing a plan to function in a world of COVID-19, nothing. Zilch. Niet. Nada. For four months. And now this, an insane paradigm for getting the games on the field. As we discussed Friday, the ideas are so idiotic and unmanageable. My first impression, and perhaps yours, was that they know this is pure fantasy, and they know they'll never, ever happen. But maybe this will shut up the critics who say we aren't doing anything. Please, guys, go back into witness protection and save the paper. If the bungling of the name, image, and likeness issue didn't convince you the NCAA is now side-by-side with the dinosaurs, this should cement it. These loony guidelines crystallized what is one of the fundamental flaws of the NCAA today. They have no authority to create and implement policy at the D1 level. They can govern all the D2s and D3s all day long, but it would take the University of Nebraska at Kearney 56 years to spend what Husker Athletics spends in one year. Translation, the big boys matter in the national discussion, the little guys do not. Thus, the NCAA does not. But in this case, blaming the NCAA and their president, Mark Emmert, for what appears more and more to be the coming disappearance of the football season would not be fair. Even an amalgam of Jesus Christ, Mahatma Gandhi, MLK, Abraham Lincoln, and the Wizard of Oz rolled into one college sports czar couldn't fix this problem. It's because college sports is local. It's a local institution. It's only national when it comes to the polls and the playoff. This means it's locally managed. Think of the flowchart in college sports. You start with the college president, then to the campus chancellor, to the athletic director, and the head coach. In between, throw in mayors, governors, members of boards of regents. You'll notice we haven't yet gotten to any of the medical people. If everybody gets to weigh in and vote, you'll never get consensus. For as gung-ho as Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts is for the season, California Governor Gavin Newsom or Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer says, not so fast. The COVID-19 virus looks very different to them all. It's a little like Congress. How can you solve the problem when you can't even agree on it? 
And whose fault is that? Who can we blame?